Okay, welcome to a new episode of Alchemy with Agency. I'm here with my friends, okay? My cousin and one of my former clients. I'm not giving names because I don't want nobody to know all his business because I'm about to spill it low-key. I'm just really about to go over his birth chart. Um, So the first thing that I noticed when we looked at his chart was his second house, which is the house that governs finances, movable objects, and material possessions. This is your money house, based one of your money houses. Um, He has Venus there and um, the sun there, and he's got... Um, Vesta, he's got a lot of asteroids there, but the big planets, he's got the sun and Venus there, and they are conjunct. So the sun not only represents your personality, it represents your dad, too. And Venus represents um, love and stuff. But anyway, when you have Venus in the second house, um, so I just Googled this, y'all. I don't memorize all this stuff. Uh, when, <laughs> um, I know some things, like uh, like the placements that I have or my husband has or the people close to me have. I remember some of those, but I don't know all of them. So what I'll do when I'm talking to a client or a friend and trying to tell them about their self I'll Google it and then read um, read what it says. So anyway, Venus in the second house imparts a heightened sensitivity and appreciation for beauty and quality. It suggests an element of materialism and a special fixation with the look and feel of everything. Because of this, people with Venus in their second house are inclined to be very discriminating judges on what is good and bad, beautiful and ugly. <laughs> they are astute arbiters. What does arbiters mean? So when, when I get to a word, I'm going to look up astute. I think astute is a good thing, but I'm not sure exactly what it means. So I'll highlight it. And if you're on an iPhone, you just like double click, hold it down. And then I'll tap, look up. Astute means like shrewd, having or showing an ability to accurately assess situations or people. So, yeah, you can accurately assess situations. Um, and then arbiter, that is a judge. So of shape and form, overall design, aesthetic value. So uh, in other words, you got good taste. <laughs> you got good taste. It is likely that they can make good money utilizing their great eye for design and composition. Careers in fashion, graphic design, and other visual arts are areas where they can find success and prosperity. So if you've thought about that, but you shy away from it because you think you might not be the best of the best, you might need to chill out and go ahead and put that art out. Because what is art but subjective? Art moves people and makes them think. Picasso put out an album called What Is Art a while ago, and I'm going to break his neck if he don't go and put it back out. I'll be stalking, I think, live mixtapes. Sometimes Pandora might play it, but it's not just out. But anyway, um, in it, he has an excerpt from somebody's. I don't know if it's a TED Talk or what, but the guy is saying that, um, you know, art makes you feel something. Hello there, beautiful. Okay. God, you talk to Yes. Okay. You need shampoo now? Oh, good. The I'm man's already, side shampoo bowl okay, works. Yeah, if you don't mind. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so we are actually in the back of the salon right now. The guy that I'm t- <laughs> he's detoxing his locks <laughs> while we sit here and wait. And while we had time to wait, we're doing a quick birth chart reading because he was one of the first people whose charts I learned um, over a year ago when I first started. And now I know a lot more. So it's interesting to go back and look. So anyway. Venus in the second house appreciates the final thing. So anyway, we're going to look up sun conjunct Venus because that's what it means when a planet is next to um, each other. So we look up sun Venus conjunction and we don't want to do the transit. We want to do the natal transit is like just passing through. Natal means you were born with it. Sinistry would mean somebody else has come in contact with yours. Right. So anyway, sun conjunct Venus Natal is a personification of love, peace, and beauty. You are an affectionate and refined person with a rich social life who loves entertaining and amusements. You are a lover and not a fighter and dislike threatening or <laughs> ugly people and environments. This is my boy. They calling him out, y'all. Didn't you say you wanted like a uh didn't you want say you wanted to entertain some type of amusement for adults? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you waiting on? So it's 
Okay. But isn't that beautiful though to 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 see that the stars said, "Hey, this is who you are," and then you look up and that's this is really who I am. Because you have a very gentle nature and you're so appreciative. And 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 he's got such a <laughs> uh, calm spirit. Like, and maybe it's because it's a really nice shop in here, and all of us are pretty. We don't make him uncomfortable. If we was ugly, he might be a little ugly. <laughs> he might get a little ugly. But anyway, um, so you are a Scorpio moon, too, which means you can feel everything very deeply, whether you like it or not. You can feel body language, and and, and you probably try to fight it because you, you hear what you're saying. Your girl be knowing, but you don't be knowing. You be knowing, you don't be wanting to know. <laughs> that's your Virgo. That's your Virgo personality. You don't want to know unless you know the full story and the whole truth. So you'd rather not know it all. Right or wrong? That's right. That's right? Okay. <laughs> All right. So Virgo is like the perfection of the Zodiac. His sun and Venus and those other planets that we were just talking about. The wounded healer, which is Chiron. And um, well, I forgot what the other one was called. Sirius. It's the unconditional love. But you have all of that sitting in your Virgo second house. Yeah, but that like that. <laughs> that you just you exactly where you need to be. Know that. Because if you doing what you told me last time that you wanted to do, then guess what? That sounds about right. Okay. Sounds about right. We'll talk more about it later. But your moon being in the fourth house, you and your mom really close. It's like home. The fourth house represents home, and it's the natural place for the moon. So seeing that in his chart makes me feel like he has a really good mommy. <laughs> he said for real. That's facts. Okay. Cool. Um, What else? You're a Leo rising, so... You might want to be in the spotlight, even though you don't want to be in the spotlight. People expect you to be some, maybe. They do. <laughs> even though you might not really care to be there. Um, what else? Jupiter and the fifth. You have the moon conjunct. The, okay, so Pluto is your. It's like transformation. You can see right through things. You have the moon conjunct your Pluto, which is your emotions, right? So if your emotions and your moon together, it's kind of intense. So when you do, you feel it very deeply um, and it changes you. The emotional things you go through makes you a different person. <laughs> and I think that might apply to everybody, but it might just be a little more intense for you born there. So that's my interpretation. So what I'll do now is I'll go back to Google and I'll look up the moon um, Pluto conjunction. Now, I know what it does um, in a synastry chart. It makes you obsessed with the other one because me and my husband have that. <laughs> And I, so it kind of gives you a low key obsession, which can be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on where everything else is. But in your birth chart, um, natal, it gives an intense and dramatic emotional life. You feel things so deeply that it's sometimes hard to control how you react to people in situations. You also experience extremes and moods and a tendency towards sometimes serious and dark moods. Hmm. You might be serious. I don't see you outside of the salon. And I know everybody's vibe different in the salon because you're finally getting... Washing away, you know, whatever went on since the last time you shampooed your hair. <laughs> so you may um, just be a reflection of your environment um, a lot of times. So when you, yeah, so if you feel it and it's good, okay, it's going to be good. If it's bad, shit about to get ugly. <laughs> yeah, so I like to look at the sun and the moon and the rising. Um, what else? So your Lilith. It's a black moon, right? And it, wherever it is in your chart, it's kind of where your raw, true self comes out, right? Um, yours is in the 11th house, which means 
the, uh, the internet crowds. Like, these are people to entertain. Oh, wow. Okay, so this position, and it's in Gemini. So this position usually causes a strive for independence, particularly particularly in intellectual areas. Perhaps Donnie dedicates himself. I just told everybody your name. <laughs> I know, but this is just funny as hell. Follow my boy. He he don't care for it. Yeah, whatever. The beauty of it is he don't have no uh no obviously scary things in his chart. And the thing is, I have some really scary things in my chart. So even when I do see things, I can tell people it's gonna be. Right. I mean, it's still fine. It's just kind of dramatic. Anyway, it says that you dedicate yourself to beautiful literary arts or work in the public relations area. You have a diplomatic and psychological feeling and can entertain your fellow beings very well. <laughs> he might tend to superficialness and his objectivity is limited, but sometimes this um, sometimes, but this is because he can get enticed and bounded by ideas. In this position, emotions can be suppressed, unnoticed, or converted to rationalities. So, hmm. It's like you want to be independent, um... Let's see. But you but people need you want you to entertain them and you actually enjoy it. So Oh God, that sounds like me too though. That's funny because um a lot of us want to detach from customer service and from the people and just run our own shit because a lot of times our feelings can be changed because of the people's moves around us. So we'd rather not deal with people realistically, but nobody great can be there alone. You literally it takes people, it takes Support, it takes customers, it takes a team. Like, literally, the big, the bigger you get in your business, the more help you'll need. Um, so, everything great takes a team. Um, so, I think learning that the greatest um, have the biggest teams, it kind it can kind of humble you in regards to not necessarily wanting a whole team. Um, and then it also says that you might feel an inner conflict between the need to be an individual standing out of the crowd and the comfort of living and benefiting from the love and warmth of social groups. You might feel different and maybe even misunderstood. You're often sensitive to social injustice. You have a natural empathy for the underdog. You may start jealousy from your own peers and be envious of someone in the group. Mm. He can be accused of being deviant when he is simply different. It is likely that he joins or creates his own networks. So people misunderstand you. <laughs> but your feminine energy is strong which means that you don't you are you don't mind taking care you pay attention you take time to uh think about things picasso is more uh feminine than masculine it's funny yeah because nobody would think that one of his best friends told me that he was more he was the masculine to balance out her femininity. I'm like, bro, I got both of y'all charts. Shout it. He's the feminine. You're the masculine, actually. So, I, and you know what? I think that society really fucked a lot of us up with the whole feminine and masculine labeling it as if it was woman or man versus man when all of us need a balance of feminine and masculine in order to be healthy. And uh, what did you say you mean by that? What's feminine? Um, let's see. So, I'm going to Google it so I won't tell you the wrong shit. Feminine. And masculine energy. So you Google that, right? And see, I'm a. I, it's in my chart for me to teach my children and anybody who who learns from me to to do it themselves. So I'm a self starter. I'm not just gonna give you answers. I'm gonna literally tell you how I get them because the answers are right here. Um, a lady made a joke the other day about my son. Everybody was playing and he was um studying. He was on YouTube. He was <laughs> he was studying some ABC something or whatever. And she was like, oh, while well, everybody else is 
playing. He's reading an encyclopedia or something. And it was funny she said that because as a kid, that's what that's who I was. I read the encyclopedia. Like, I was legit sad when a certain letter was missing because I couldn't look up whatever I was thinking about. So I think that's why I'm so fascinated with Google and why I don't mind making things happen. Um, why I'm so... Not not necessarily not minding making things happen, but I'm, I get excited about making things happen through research because I was limited to encyclopedias. <laughs> right, right. So for someone to make a joke that my son is studying encyclopedias, I'm like, yeah, he is. He's him being brilliant is not um, by chance. My, my boy can sing his ABCs to the ABC tune backwards. I can't do that. Z-Y-X-W-U-V, whatever. I stumbled right there. And he literally would say each one of them all the way to C-B-A. Now I've said my A's, some, some, some. What are you doing, son? That's 26 characters that you've memorized backwards to the same tune that you know them forward. And whenever we're out shopping and stuff, if he hears music, he'll say symbols. He recognizes what what each instrument is because he, he goes on YouTube and he studies them. It started with the piano. Now he's fascinated with each instrument. Yeah, so, uh, but he grew up in the house, like, it's, ever since he's been old enough to watch TV, the biggest TV in the main room has always been on something that he can learn from. And that's what, yeah, because a lot of times I don't want to, I say, oh, he's taught himself, but honestly, we created the environment to where he would want to learn. And we praised him every time he learned or showed us anything new, no matter how many times he showed us. <laughs> so now it's like, okay, let me show you something. Let me show you something. He's always trying to impress us by learning something new. And knowledge is power, especially the application of knowledge. Uh, that's where the real power comes in. So <sighs> you do want your kids to know things and know how to find out things. Because in this world, you know, you, you, you got to be able to maneuver and find, for your, find things for yourself and think for yourself. I was supposed to actually record the visual of this so that I could put snippets on Instagram, but I didn't. So I guess this will be a mini episode, guys. <laughs> it's been a nice 15 minutes, but this will be a quick birth chat, birth chart analysis episode, just in case someone wants to know how it goes or how you study your own chart. This this is what this episode will be for. Um, yeah. And if you want to book one with me and get my interpretation, is um, you can go to www.thealchemistacademy.com and then click on the let's talk tab and if you don't have no money just join a weekly class it's free okay um and if you do got some monies you can book whatever time you want to <laughs> um yeah and we can do it one-on-one but yeah that that's that's the episode for this week or whatever i'll give you guys more later toodaloo you little poodles what what mercy say Toodles, you little poodles. <laughs>